Soldier Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's got the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade to black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The Bears have won it. Fuck. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I am your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there, Bear fans. Tyler, tell us how you really feel. <sighs> well, we got a new GM and a new coach. We did. We did. I, Matt I, and Ryan are back. They are. They are. You know, you, we, we've seen all of the wonderful social media jokes about that including uh george mccaskey so cheap he didn't want to change the monogram towels uh virginia so old she didn't want to learn new names i mean we've seen it all so you know real quick to start by the way just to let everyone know if you do want to call the phone lines are open they are so please give us a call um I am going to make an Instagram post. I hit the wrong button, so, Dad, you go, and then I'll do that all over again. <laughs> and what would you like me to say, son? Talk about what you think. Oh, like, I, the, the, yeah, you've so- done this for a while. We call this filibustering. You, you, that was, I literally just gave you the ball for a layup, and you missed. So let's try this again. Help me out while I get this around. Are you saying help me help you? We don't have a producer. It's just us. So I can't tell the producer, hey, get it around, buddy. Help, help me help you. So here's, I, I'm, I'm disappointed. Let me back up. With the Ryan Poles hire, I'm really very much okay with that. I... Am disappointed in the head coach hiring of um, Eberflus um, because Eberclus. Okay, every single it's like the F is silent. I that's how that's how Colts fans are telling me to pronounce it. Okay, I don't know if they're trolling me or not, but I've heard Eberclus. Okay, it doesn't phonetically look like that, but um, with with that guy. I was really hoping for more of an offensive-minded head coach. Go ahead. And just to remind people, we are live right now. This very moment. This very moment. So if you want to make a phone call, the number is right down there. Now, the reason I said it is because I'm on. I, I did that for Instagram, if you're wondering. So... The number, though, in case you hear this and you don't have time to call, leave us a voicemail. Our voicemail is open. You want to vent, call us 260-639-4439. That's 260-639-4439. And let the venting begin. Yes. And I want to vent because I was really hoping for a more offensive-minded head coach um, this head coach's history is nothing but defense from Missouri to linebackers coach to da- Cleveland. Okay, that's Dallas. enough of that. Let's get into the real kit and caboodle. We're doing what every other sports radio does. Time to cut the shit. Let's get real. Ooh, okay. What the fuck are we doing? And this is what I'm talking about. If you... The hire doesn't make sense. Ryan Poles, I was excited for. Let us point out also, Ryan Poles is a black man, and the Minnesota Vikings hired another black GM. The reason I bring that up, because race does matter in the NFL, and it is good to see 
that two gentlemen of color got an opportunity to succeed at this this high level of a position that's run mostly by old white males. Let's yeah, just call it I what it is. Agree completely. So good for them. Happy for them. Had no problem with Ryan Poles. Uh, basically with a GM hire, look, it's all inside inform- knowledge, unfortunately, that we do not have, right? Yeah, not... Unless, unless somehow you've been on the inside and have forgotten to tell me. No, okay. I did not. All right. But it comes, so he comes from the Chiefs. Uh, we seem to be high on the Chiefs. He was, uh, he's been there since he was 24. He's been at the Chiefs for 13 years. I don't have a problem with it. I don't see how you can um, at this point. Uh, Bill Pullian was basically brought in to push Colts players and only Colts players. And I was completely wrong about him. You called it all the way. He is an old man with a one-track mind, and I never, ever, 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 ever want to see him help us again. You can take your Hall of Fame ass, and you can let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. I don't care. Get the hell out. Like, seriously. You can't push your agenda towards one person. I'm glad that the McCaskies made up their own mind. I have a lot to unload here, so bear with me, Dan. I'm with you, son. So, when it comes, this is what this is what disturbs me. So, when Poles is hired, right? Ryan mm-hmm. Poles is hired. You think, okay, great. Now we're going to open up the the window more because they said, hey, we're going to coach. We are going to interview head coaches and GMs, and we want to hire. It got leaked again that they wanted to hire a GM first. Biggest problem with this hire. Not with Ryan Poles. I'm very confused on what George McCaskey did. Did he hold an ultimatum to Ryan Poles to get the job? Because what I don't understand is we had this narrowed down before we hired Poles to three finalists. Correct? Correct. It was, who was it? Le- Leslie, Fra- was the Frazier one? Uh, Frazier was out of it, I think, by that time. Okay, so um, it was Codwell. Uh, yeah, that's who it was. It was Jim, Jim Codwell, mm-hmm. Dan Quinn, Quinn, and Matt Eberclus. Mm-hmm. How? How can you hire a GM and say, here are your three guys? How, Dad? Well, I, I don't that know. That doesn't make sense. Is there an ultimatum there? Is he saying, hey, you can take the job, but we're going to let you decide the coach. But, oh, by the way, here's your catch 22. You can only decide from these three distinguished guys? Well, that was my question, too. Like, it was it was very much like, well, here's your finalists. Choose from the finalists as opposed to choosing from the entire field of potential candidates for, for your, your head coach. So I was scratching my head a bit. Now... There are some inside reporters out there saying, no, no, um, Ryan Poles had a much broader group to choose from. Um, even though those three candidates were there, there were many more head coaches, and he could have chosen from any one of those head coaches. How much do you really believe that? I don't believe it for one second. It doesn't make sense at all. And why don't you bring Flores in for another interview? If you bring Flores in, I think you are permitted and allowed, and cut the shit, Chicago. Let's start there. Cut the shit, McCaskies. Not Chicago. I apologize. I love that city. Cut the shit, McCaskies. McCaskies. This is what I mean by cut the shit. If Flores wants to bring in Deshaun Watson and you are not comfortable with that decision, then you owe it, and yes, I will go there. You owe it to us as a fan base to tell us your decision. Because what Deshaun Watson did was not good. All right? That was my phone. I I turned it on to hear the ringer, totally forgetting that I will receive text too. I'm going to turn that back off. What I'm saying is, if you believe that what Deshaun Watson did, and I, I, I do, it's disgusting and it's despicable. And if you're not comfortable with that, say, hey, we didn't hire Brian Flores because he wanted to bring in Deshaun Watson. We are not comfortable. You owe that to us fans. You truly do. You have fucked up since 1985. Okay, but why all of a sudden is this zebra going to change its stripes? They haven't been transparent with us at all. They're secretive because why, why, why would they even change their stripes at this point in time? Well, that's what I'm saying though. I'm how many people are calling them out? I'm being dead serious. I don't listen to a lot of other bears podcasts. 
not because I don't want to. It's because I do not want to conform their opinion to mine. You know what I mean? I don't want to mix and yeah. just be on repeat. Yeah, we, we want to take a, make a fresh take of things. And yeah. I have nothing against I, other Bears podcasts. I want to be perfectly clear. If they want to go do their own stuff, that's fine. But on this podcast, we are blunt and we are frank. And that's what I'm talking about, Dad. If I'm in the press conference, you owe us. And if they say we don't owe you shit, yes, you do. Who do you think fills that stadium? Who do you think buys your merch? Who do you think is finally turning? That's the difference, Dad. You've been alive through all this. Have you ever seen a fan base start to turn like this? No, this is, it's probably, I mean, I'm, I'm 63, and... I have never seen, and the, and the Bears fan base is so freaking loyal. Yes, we get angry, we get upset, we get mad historically over our quarterback situation, but Bears fans on the whole are very, very, very loyal. And it has really been disappointing. I mean, not only did we all see a crap show before this all began with the McCaskey you know, conference about, you know, hiring people and, you know, just it was just ridiculous. But on top of that, I don't think this organization has any want to change anything that they're ever doing as long as McCaskies are in charge. If I Am Athlete has a podcast, and it's hosted by Brandon Marshall. The reason I bring this up is because it will all tie in. Brandon Marshall went on uh, Part of My Take, Barstool podcast. I highly recommend if you guys, I know a lot of people, it's not your cup of tea, and maybe people listen to that, they listen to us. I, I like them. I enjoy them. I think they're different. I think they're unique. But that's neither here nor there. They had Brandon Marshall on to come by to promote his podcast. Now, Big Cat is a huge Bears fan. So Big Cat was asking him some questions about the organization. And um, listen, when George is being honest about one thing, when he says he does not touch football, he does not. Brandon Marshall made that very clear. He said everything ran through Phil Emery. Everything. He said everything. Like, you know, I don't know if you remember when the uh, he talked about this, and this is another scary side of football. I Do you remember when they opened up Levi Stadium, the 49ers, and we had the Monday night game, and Marshall caught three passes for three touchdowns, and that was it, and we won the game. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, that game He wasn't well. supposed to play, and uh, em- he went up to Emory and said he wanted to play, and at the time, you know, this is the athlete, but they shot him up with three shots of Tortnall. Ah, so all right. I mean, he that's how he said that's how I know he makes all the decisions. George isn't involved. In fact, Big Cat even went further to ask and say, and I know I'm just kind of, you know, doing hearsay of the interview again. Go listen to it. It's great. Um, the Bears part's not too long, but I, I enjoy Brandon Marshall and the mental mental health aspect of what he talks about. Anyhow, they ask him about the culture. He said the Bears culture and the culture in Hollis Hall is fine. He's like, the culture isn't the problem. Why? Now, he didn't. He only said one thing. He didn't go into drastic detail. He goes, you know, George will park in the back of the parking lot every day, cold or not or whatever, and he'll walk in. He'll, he'll exercise next to you on a machine or on an elliptical. He won't even talk to you about football. He says he never, he rarely ever does. He said the culture's great. The ownership is hands off. They they really do entrust their GM to do all that. And then Big Cat goes, then what's the problem? And Brandon Marshall said, it's little stuff. Like, we don't wear our socks like that. And, and, and he goes, you know, it's just stuff like that. What I took from that, and maybe I'm looking too far into it, but that's what I do, right? That's what we're here for, is old man wants things his way and does not... He's an old white man who does not relate to young black athletes. Maybe I'm looking way too far into this, but that's how I took it. So, I have another twist on it, and you could be absolutely right that he's an old white man and he doesn't relate to young black athletes, 
But what about what about if what he said was true that he just is not he's just a fan. He knows nothing about football and because he knows nothing about football, he doesn't talk football, he doesn't coerce with in with with football athletes. He just is quote trying to be, you know, just another guy at at the gym working out or just another guy at Hollis Hall working out. Um, is that a possibility that he's being honest with us and doesn't know football and doesn't care to talk about football? No, but like, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. Like Brandon Marshall said that that is the problem, right? Like, did you address that? I'm sorry. The board is doing some weird twitchy thing and I thought we were about to lose it. Um, what I'm saying is it's a lot of micromanaging. No. Okay. It's a lot of, we don't wear our pants like this. We wear it like this. We wear it like this. And that's where George is coming into play. Oh, okay, I did. I'm sorry, I didn't get the micromanaging part from that because um, that's what yeah, he said. He because because Brandon Marshall said he said in the interview he goes, man, it's just like little stuff. Like, don't wear your socks like that. Don't do this. You know, he's like, I'm not going to go into all the details. That is so minute and so ridiculous. Yeah, that's not seeing the forest for the trees. I mean, you know, if if that's the kind of culture that's there. It may not be but, a but, losing but hold culture. On, hold on, he did not see. You're, you're now. You're twisting it again. He said the culture is absolutely fine. They have a winning culture. They're great to the athletes. He said it was the best organ organization he's been in, and he's been around. He said that is the best. It's not the culture. To me, where he's coming from is man. Come on, like this is where you're gonna pick to nitpick. Like how I wear my clothes, how I walk into the building. Maybe we need to have a definition of culture because I think how you talk with people is a part of the culture. But I am not saying that. Mm -hmm. Brandon Marshall is saying that. I am not saying it's a great culture. Brandon Marshall is. So -hmm. you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, I do. Um, Like that's what I'm trying to say. Like you're saying... That that's a part of the culture, but the player and the athlete is saying that's not a part of the culture. So then I'm confused because, like, what, so what What does that leave us with? It just means it's, it's, it's nitpicking, micromanaging, and not wanting to get into the player. Like, okay... I'm trying to explain this to you. It's not culture. That's not culture to football players. Football players don't think like we do at all. Okay. I've been deep diving into this like crazy. And I'm, I'm let, let's just have the conversation. They, they don't understand mental health. I was listening to Ricky Williams on a podcast, the Dan Lebitard show. Brandon talked to Ricky when he was at Miami Dolphin and had a breakthrough. And that's when Brandon went to the hospital. Listen to how simple this is, Dad. Okay? Listen to how different you and I think. I don't think people understand how differently we think than the Warriors think, than the Gladiators think. I'm going to give two examples. Both are true stories, okay? Ricky said if he basically, because Brandon was unhappy, Brandon was angry and violent during practice and taking it out on DBs. You know what Ricky said he would have done if he was the coach? He said, hey, come in on Tuesday. I know it's your off day. Just come in for 30 minutes. Come in and just be like, hey, what's your favorite play? What what do you like to what would you like to see us run? He goes, You spend ten minutes, he goes, that would have changed Brandon Marshall's whole attitude, and he would have played. Because he's sensitive, and football players are sensitive in a different kind of way. They're still sensitive, but that's the sensitivity, right? And he and he goes, Ricky, you really think that would have he goes, that would have changed him around completely. Just him feeling wanted. He goes, We build up this family atmosphere. And the reality of playing football, and then you have to go to the real world, is so different. What about being heard, too? Maybe it wasn't just being wanted. Exactly. But but feeling heard and listened to. Here's another example. When Nick Saban was there, a defensive lineman started having a seizure, like a heat stroke. Started shaking, passed out, convulsing on the floor. Saban just stepped over him 
and shook his head at him and kept walking. And people laughed. And to Ricky goes, see, everyone, you guys are thinking it's shock. To us, that's just another day in the office. That's not even bad. So that's the culture that they're built. So that's why this is all related to when. That's why, for instance, you're saying culture, and it is, but I'm trying to convey to you, I don't think he thinks, and, and listen, people, if you haven't had a chance, listen to Antonio Brown on I Am Athlete. Listen to the athlete talk about, listen to people who are real. Ricky Williams, very real about it. Brandon Marshall, very real about it. When you start to hear them talk, you're like, holy shit. That world is unlike nothing I ever thought it was. So when they do violent things and violent things happen, it's more of an outcome of what the they've been taught their whole lives to think. So the abnormal's the normal in their environment. Yeah, I, if if I I would freak out if I saw a coach step over someone having a heat stroke and la- like just shake his head, he, and then everyone else just laughing. I, I would, I would, and be, the medical staff coming over. I would be shocked beyond belief. Like, why why aren't we calling the EMS? Why aren't we doing something? So that's that that's my point. Right is. And, I, and I'm not picking on you, but that's that's the difference between what he's saying. That That's not culture to him, right? Wear your socks. That's mom. To me, it looked like, okay, mom. Okay, mom. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, I'll do it, dad. Like, let me get ready for school. I got, you know, like, and they're like, dude, we're grown-ass men making millions of dollars, and you're going to tell me how to wear my sock. But the, on the level of compassion, caring, and wanting to win, he said the Bears were right up there with the rest. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a really good clarification because um, what I really am hearing from you is that we have to think 180 degrees different about the athlete than we do now. That we have to think in terms of that our experience of how the world works and how relationships work and how violent the game is that they're almost desensitized to it. I'll give you another example. Um, Sean McVay. Remember when he was in Cabo with uh, Matthew Stafford? Sure do. So Drake, Trey, Jay Glazer was there, okay? Uh, Jay has come out with a new book. I, I'm plugging all these podcasts and stuff, but I'm just, this This brings context to it, and I don't want to steal it away from anything. Uh, again, he was on the Dan Lebitard Show, and he talked about when he went, to Cabo, he was there with Sean McVay, and Sean couldn't understand what Jay was saying was what he calls the gray. Depression, anxiety. He calls it the gray. I The gray is getting me. The monster's out of the box is what he would say. He tried to sit down and explain it to Sean, and Sean goes, I just don't, I, I can't understand it, dude. I don't get that. And he goes, well, your players get it. And he goes, what? My players have this? He was confused. And uh, Whitworth was right there. His big Hall of Fame tackle, he goes, man, the majority of the league has a brother. Like, we got, he goes, you, you ain't right to play this game. He goes, it's depressing. Like, you know, and, and he's sitting here like, whoa. You know, and he, like, they go on about it, but it's, it's in the book, and, um, I just think that if we learn, like, I don't know. that. I mean, I kind of got on a mental health tangent there a little bit, but I think that's all. that all helped me to think about players and circumstances and, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Well, even this year with, uh, with Ridley, you know, he came out, and I, I – Players used to come out, and if they took time off, fans used to just ream them a new one. But, Dad, it's twenty twenty two, and it really, it really's changed. But Dad, it's twenty twenty two, and I, I, oh, it's changed, but it's still such a long way to go. Uh, Crosby, he's gay, and that was a big deal. Why is that a big deal? It's a big deal because of what you just said. The NFL is not right. mirroring the culture. Like we think it is. They're creating their own They're environment. They're creating their own environment. Which and, is very toxic. And, and, and Yes. And for me, 
that's a that's how I, my brain made a 180 as you were talking. I went, oh crap! I've been looking at this from a very different perspective. I've been a looking normal, at a, healthy. Yeah, I would. Ask, I was, you, That's what you were looking at, I, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But when you said that, I mean, my mind's now racing a little bit, going, you know what? That makes so much sense. Now, I love the fact, and I've watched mental health go from no one freaking ever talked about it to people beginning to talk about it to having commercials on TV about it to people like Jay Glazer and Brandon Marshall and uh, what's the guy with Dallas that suffered from bipolar was it was a great d- defensive guy um oh um, i can't think of his name it, it, hall of great hall of famer um but so many people have now come out and i think it's being much more accepted now, thank God, in 2022. But I still think, like you said, we have a long way to go. But that's amazing, Tyler. I'm just sitting here going, okay. So basically, the NFL has created this culture that we're going to kind of avoid those things, is what I'm hearing you saying. We're not going to really acknowledge it. Um, is that really kind of where you're going as an example? Ty? Yeah, a little bit. Um, sorry, this just... Uh, yeah. Um, you, you got a little uh, sidetrack there. No, it's very relevant. Okay, uh, what's the, going this on? This just broke. Bears offer OC job to Packers QB coach. Luke... Oh, no. Gitsky? Gitsky? Yeah, that's... Ah, uh, I wanted them to. I wanted them to go after the Bills' offensive coordinator. Um, I really he should have been the head coach. Yeah. Okay, listen, that was a great talk on mental health. Yep, yep, and everything. Let's let let's tie it all back together. Um, basically, the Bears have a great organization. They have a great culture. Uh, they're not as toxic as most. Maybe that's why we don't win. But maybe that's a trade off. Let's get back to the hires. Let's get back to everything else. Look, I, I again listened to part of my take today. They had on Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman was perplexed to say the least on this whole this hire. He was confused. He goes, "I don't get it because he's saying what we're all thinking. You are tethered to the quarterback and you're a defensive minded." Guys, we're going back to a 4-3-3, and we're going to play a cover two. Sound familiar? Sounds like Groundhog Day. It's Lovey Smith all over again, and mm-hmm. it's nothing against Lovey. No, I Here, liked Lovey. Lovey and he was a he, Lovey had his day, and he Lovey was a good coach. But but the game kind of passed Lovey at some point in time. We all know about what point in time that was, by the way. Um, so nothing against Lovey. Good man. For many years, a very good coach. Uh, but here's the deal. We missed the boat. I mean, our offense and passing was 32 out of 32 teams. I mean. So, Brian, so here's the thing. You, We've talked about it. Brian, Brian Dayball, I guess that's how you pronounce his name. It's mm-hmm. Brian Dayball. Um, Adelman worked with him. He said he's an amazing offensive mind. He goes, everyone looks at his stunt in Cleveland, and they just laugh at him. Look what he's done to Josh Allen. How is he not a head coach? And I'm fearful, Dad. I'm very fearful. Our defense is going to be a well-oiled machine that, unfortunately, is going to hide the quarterback again, and I think we're going to be fine with that. But here's, here's some good news, I guess. I, we're not going to be able to compete in the playoffs. So how long does Eberclus last? How how long? How long do you give him? Well, I want to I want to add a little warning or uh, obviously a caveat here. I, I I'm very interested in who we hire as a, as an offensive coordinator. I'm really hoping that what we heard is not true. It's true. Um, because. That's like, in my mind, one of the worst offensive coordinators we could have gone with. 
because who the hell has he had to coach this last year? That's courtesy of the Windy City Grind. Yeah. Yeah. SB okay. Nation, Windy City Grinder. Yeah. Or Gridiron. God, I, Grinder. See, I, I struggle so hard to read over the mic. Yeah. Gridiron. Uh, yeah, they reported to give him the job. I... Oh. I I just don't understand that. Um, I, I I really don't know what they're seeing. Did Did you see anything in? Yeah, the, uh, the, we're hiring losers. Let's talk about how many losers we are hiring. Um, Groundhog Day. You said it earlier. Who fell flat on their face in a championship game and then we hired again? Matt Nagy. Who just? How do you let the worst team in the league, who's a division opponent? who you play and you get in. And I'm talking about the Indianapolis Colts when they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. How do you let a team put up 26 on you and you lose? Yeah. In a play and that's your head coach. Yeah. And your your defense absolutely went to shit that game. I did not want Jim Codwell. I want Jim Codwell now. I will take Jim over this guy. Yeah. Uh again, Bears continue to make no sense. Um, they say they wanted leadership and they hire a guy who's a first time head coach yeah. who's only been in the NFL for, I mean, he was, he came from, he yeah. listen, he came from the Mac conference. He head coached Toledo. Then he became the linebackers coach in, uh, uh, Cleveland, then Dallas. Then he stayed at the defensive coordinator for the Colts for four years. Well, well, Buddy, I, here's the problem that we have. And I will continue to say this to Chicago and to the McCaskies. McCaskies, George, buddy, you want to answer some hard-hitting questions? You come on this podcast. And I'll tell you what, you might hate us when it's done, but I'll tell you what, we'll grab a scotch and a whiskey afterwards and it'll be fine. We don't even have to go anywhere nice. I prefer shitholes. But let me tell you right now, here's your problem with your hire. One, defense does not win championships anymore. Bigger than one. And I should have had this as one, but I'm hot right now. I'm on fire right now. What happens when you get a good offensive coordinator and they become good, Dad? They leave. They leave for a head coaching job. Hmm. What teams are in the playoffs right now? (laughs) Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid, and... Joe Burrow, because I'm sorry to the wow. Why am I blanking on his name in Kansas City, the or Kansas City and the Cleveland, the head coach in Cleveland? I said Joe Burrow because that's who saved the team. Uh, I can't think of it. It Was the old Vikings offensive coordinator? Um, Anyhow, that's why I said Joe Burrow. Well, here's here's. But but hold on, Dad. Look, Andy Reid calls his own plays. Sean McVay calls his own plays. Kyle Shanahan calls his own plays. Wake the fuck up, Chicago. You're not going to get anywhere. You're going to continue to rely on defense for what? You, yes, we've, we've talked about this. The most disappointing thing so far is why did we draft Justin Fields? Because right now, I'm not hearing anyone who is now going to help Justin Fields. Oh, but you might be saying, "Hey, they haven't hired a quarterbacks coach yet." Why are you well, but why are you hiring a quarterbacks coach? Look, why wouldn't you hire a quarterbacks coach who literally changed Josh Allen from, "Oh my god, I don't think he's going to make it in the league" to, "Oh my god, you. oh my god, he is elite." And then you're like, "Oh, to the most useless motherfucking job ever. Being, sign me up. I'll be Aaron Rodgers quarterback coach. Guess who else I'll do? I'll do Tom Brady. I'll do, you know, come <laughs> yeah, on, give me man. Pat, why don't you give me Patrick Mahomes? Why don't you give me um, the Bills quarterback? I mean, come on. I, this is ridiculous. And over and over and over again, I think the frustration is just there because Things aren't matching up with these hires. The number one thing Justin Fields needs is an offensive line. 
And he, then he also needs someone to help coach and mentor him. And then he needs some help with a few more wide receivers that could assist him because I think we're about to, to lose our number one and we're going to have Mooney left. So come on, gang. Let's 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 do something here with the offense. I don't see anything that we're doing that matters to the offense. Zach Taylor, who is who was I, I was thinking of. Zach Taylor is the Bengals. Yeah. Who again, Joe Burrow saved. There's there's a theme here and we continue to miss out on it year in and year out. And the theme is defense. We always revert back to defense. Guess who doesn't give two flying fucks about defense? We don't even interview Colin Moore. We let Byron Leftwich go. I would have liked Byron Leftwich a lot. Mm-hmm. I would. I really wanted Brian Dable. That's mean, who I wanted. That was my. That was my guy. I would have liked Brian Dable. Plus, I would have liked his offensive coordinator to come with him too. Here's the um, th- so anyway. He is the offensive. I mean, coordinator. I mean, uh, his quarterback coach. Here, here's the problem. And it continues to be the problem. Ownership. It's official. It's in the books. It's ownership. And we're going to get into the playoffs. And we're going to be a good team. We're going to get back to turning the ball over. This is a PSA real quick. Okay? I need everyone to tune in and to harness a little bit of negativity. I know that sounds fucked up, but when we start to win and we start to look good, because mark my words, we will. We will start to win, especially because Rodgers is on his way out. That division is in shambles. We're going to do some things, and we're probably going to get in the playoffs. Shit, we might even win our own division. Remember what you're watching is all an illusion. The defense is going to be there. The defense is going to continue to thrive and they can continue to save our ass. And we're going to continue to lose in games that it matters because Eberclus doesn't have a fucking clue on what the fuck he is doing. I don't care that he hasn't played a single snap as our head coach. Mark my words. Remember this podcast. And you know what? Save this file, and you can throw it in my mentions for the for the end of time if he wins a Super Bowl. There is no one more on this planet that wants to be wrong than me. But this is Lovey Smith all over again. And how did Lovey fall apart, Dad? You already know. No quarterback. Peyton Manning played like shit in that Super Bowl. We were the better team in that Super Bowl in 06, and we threw it away because we continue to not get the piece we need at the quarterback position, and then once we get that piece, we continue to shit our pants. We continue to not develop a piece that we have. That's the issue. Yes, but it's also because we haven't drafted well. We don't know what we have in fields, and guess what? We just fucked away his career. Do not be surprised if Justin Fields is gone soon. And that's not by trade. That's not by coach. That's by Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is going, what the fuck are we doing? Well, he's got he's got to be. He, looking at these looking at these picks, he's got to be going, um, what where why was all the talk about improving the offense and you get and you get this group of guys so far? A head coach that's been mostly defensive. Um this offensive um, coordinator for for the Green Bay that that's just a joke and a half. He's not offensive coordinator. Uh, he's quarterback coach, coach and passing yeah, coordinator. Well, okay, but that's worse. That's no. even worse. Yeah. yeah. So no, say so, it because yeah. that's fucking worse. Yeah. It, I mean, that's it's bad. I mean, what's he bringing to the table? He's, is he going to say, "Well, I use this stuff with Aaron Rodgers. It worked with Aaron." Why do we keep hiring losers? That's all this comes down to. Packers, out. First round in the playoffs, never lost a game at home. Why are we picking up the table scraps of the things that people don't want? They're called scraps for a reason. It's because people already finished off the main fucking course. Yeah, it's it's very disappointing. 
Very disappointing. I feel horrible for Ryan Poles. Um, I feel really. B- I mean, something's up, right? So let's hold on real yeah. quick. We need to paint the picture. I just thought of this, and it makes no fucking sense. Why did the Colts GM withdraw his name from candidacy when we ended up hiring a guy who he knew for four years? Did he know that that's where they were leaning? Could have. Well, then I'm being dead yeah. fucking serious. No, like, I, I'm saying, and I'm being serious too by saying yes, he could have. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you're not added on. Nothing that, else makes sense, right? Like that does not make sense. Why would he withdraw his name? I mean, most people would only withdraw their name if they've got some inside information or they think something's changed. And that's what I'm saying because the Colts GM is well established, and this guy has not been hired by anyone else. Yeah. As it's, we speak, so what? That's that's my point. What the fuck is happening? These hires don't make sense, and I mean from a coaching aspect. And I'm sorry, Ryan Poles, but you're already fucking up. Yeah, I don't like it either. I, I, they don't make sense. They don't seem to be fitting with what we need. And I'm just trying to understand, like maybe some other Bear fans are trying to understand is why. Why are they doing this? And and I, I I don't know. It's just we'll see. I guess we'll see. I'm I'm trying to be optimistic and open minded. That, that was not a phone call for the podcast. Uh, just to let people know, I have an app and it runs through the app and it runs through my actual phone. So that's when we do these live things. Sometimes my friends call and it's not an actual call from. A listener, so I have to ignore it. So that's what you just heard. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's all right. It's good clarification. So I mean, all I was doing, Tyler, is just sharing my frustration about these picks too, and and I want so badly to see Ryan Pohl succeed. I think he's a a hell of a good guy. I think he's got the potential. I don't understand with him in place why they've made some of these decisions unless he's turned it over to the head coach and says, head coach, you pick your entire coaching staff and the GM, I, I have nothing to do with it. But that's kind of hard to say. You think that's what's happening? Do you think this is Eber Kloos's picks? For what? For for um, the offensive coordinator? Yeah, it has to be, Dad. No, no GM steps in and chooses your coaching staff. It's Eber Kloos. Yeah. You're already seeing... His stupidity. I mean, at least with... I mean, look. Here's the problem. Indy had a really good defense. Matt Nagy had a great defense. Everyone says, oh, Matt Nagy's defense, they took him to the playoffs. He took him to the playoffs twice. I, I say Vic Fangio took us to the playoffs twice. Now... Your problem is you have a defense that's going to stay there, that's going to continue to thrive, and we're going to spend another 15 years of mediocrity. That's kind of the way it feels. No, that's what's going to happen. Um, You're in a league now where the most valuable position is the quarterback position, and the most valuable thing you can do is to build tools and a team around that position, and we continue to piss and shit the bed. And we will continue to do that until the McCaskies die. Sorry, reality. And I don't care that I said when they die. It's not my fault they're so fucking stupid that they can't see what's happening right in front of their face. They say they're fans, but they're not. George, you want to do something related to the fans? Take that cue card and shove it up your ass. Seriously, dude. I don't want to hear you like you're in front of a teacher in school and you're in the second grade reading off a cue card sounding like this. Today, I am very pleased to, well, not so much pleased. Hold on. Let me start again. That's how he sounded. I regret to inform you. That we are moving on from, hold on, next card. I mean, seriously, throw the cards away. I want an owner who gets up in front of the mic, 
and says, we suck. Just say it. Say what every other fan is thinking. You say you're a fan. You say you feel what we feel. No, you do not. Because a lot of us, it's our escape. Not all of us, but a lot of us. A lot of us want to see our team win before we die. And I am not making this up. It's been since 1985. Okay? You are not a fan. You got to see the glory days. We've gotten to see one god dang Super Bowl. One. My generation. And I'm 34 fucking years old. And I'm sick of it. I am so god dang sick of it. I can't take it. Don't sit here and tell me you're a fan. Because you're not. Because if you were, you would hire the right people. Tell me right now what the fuck Bill Pullian did. What, did you and Bill go your separate ways? Because it was reported that Bill wanted that GM, I forget his name, and Eber Clues as a package deal. Yeah. And you went with Ryan Poles and then said, but you know what, Bill? Tell you what, you did a great job. We'll make sure Poles hires Ebra Clues. I would love to reach out to Ryan Poles and have him on this podcast. Here's the problem with our podcast. People are going to hear me rant and hear me rave, and they're not going to want to come on. And I don't care. If you don't want to come on this, and if we never get anybody from the Bears, I don't give a shit. I'd rather hear from the fans. I'd rather hear from the people that actually give a damn. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself. On top of that, now you have Charles Tillman and Lance Briggs wanting to be the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. Your thoughts? You know what? I'd be okay with that. You know why? Because I agree 110% with you that it would be pretty hard to screw up our defense. I think our defense continues not to be the issue. I don't think it's going to be the issue in the future. And again, they're not coaching the offense. They're coaching the defense. That's how I feel about it. And we just we just needed people so badly to support Justin. I, Tyler, I love your take. What do you? I mean, is Justin sitting at home tonight, going, "Holy cow! Who is going to help me get to the next level?" in these hires right now. Who seriously is going to help me get to the next level? He's a pretty positive person. I think he's taking it well, but I, I think he's I think he'd lie to say if he wasn't worrying. Yeah. I'd be I'd be terrified if I were him. Yeah. He's not stupid. He's a pretty smart guy. I bet he's I bet it's going through his head like seriously, these are the guys when we were when the, when the owner told us that we were going to really go after improving the offense? These are the guys we're choosing? Are you afraid Eber Clues is going to be super conservative? Yeah, I am. I'm terrified of it. I, 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 I What? What how, is his how, offensive scheme, quite honestly? How, I, how long do you give him? How long, Let's start easier question. How long do you give polls? I think there's a pretty clear answer to this. I'm not trying to skew you, but... No, I, three years? I say five. I say you give a GM, you don't check in with him for five years. Mm -hmm. I'm being dead serious. I've said this before. I think it takes five years. GM's a lot harder, okay? Uh, head coach is there. I give Eber Kloos, I give him three years because I think you got to maybe even give polls. It depends how he drafts. But the talent there is there right now for Eber Kloos to do something. No doubt. Um, here's here's why I say three years, if not only two. And the Bears need to knock it off with their pristine, we've only had 17 coaches in the history because you've had way more quarterbacks. Again, take your tradition, shove it straight up your candy ass because I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of your attitude. I'm sick of it. You know, the only... <laughs> You know, people hang on to Mike Tomlin. Why? Mike Tomlin wins, man. The Roonies are hanging on to him because he fucking wins. He gets it. Maybe you should go trade for him. The point being, you have a division that's going to be in shambles and up for grabs. I'm talking every single team, even the Detroit Lions. 
Now, Detroit Lions fans are probably laughing, saying no, because, you know, probably mocking us. But, hey, Lions fans, yeah, I got to see my team go to one Super Bowl, but I really would like to see them win one. And I understand your pain, and I'm not trying to take anything away from it, but I truly believe that you are up for the NFC title next year. I think every single buddy is. It's going to be all new coaches top to down down pretty much. I mean, Dan, Dan Campbell's entering year two. LaFleur will be only entering year three. And then you're going to have two new head coaches entering year one in Minnesota and Chicago. If you can't, Ibra Clues, turn this around, and I mean fast, we don't need to waste time anymore like Matt Nagy. If Matt Nagy goes 13-3 and three, and then he starts bottoming out, okay, three years. You bought him out twice, pack your bags, see ya. And I'm not kidding. You can't go 3-13 and 13 and go one and done in the playoffs to an inferior team. You just can't. You can't continue to make dumbass decisions. You can't have a GM that's just as dumb as you by letting go of Robbie Gold. You, But that's, that's, that's on pace, Dad. But that's also on... Nagy, not for letting him go, for Nagy continuing to believe in Cody Parkey. And it turns out Mr. Nagy wasn't as positive as we all thought. He does a really good job putting on a fake-ass mask. Fuck you, Nagy. You should have figured out to pull him a long time ago. Eberclus, you better listen, man. Make the decision. Make the decision. If your kicker is in a slump, you do not have faith in that kicker and go into the playoffs with that kicker. Unless that kicker is a Hall of Famer and already established. And that goes for every other single position. Make the stand. Yeah. I, I just don't know, Tyler. What what does Eber Klus bring to the offensive game of football? We don't know because he's hiring no one's. Let's better question than your question. No offense. How fucking Alexa? How now she's going to turn now? Now she doesn't turn on, but I slap my hand and she does. How many points does he have to put up for you to believe? Nagy averaged 19. How many in his first year does he have to put up to go? You know what? I kind of believe I have my number 28. Yours was a lot higher than mine. I was going to go 24.5. We're not too far off, but 24.5. We're three and a half points off. I think it has to be. You're in a new NFL, and you play the Detroit Lions twice a year. Listen, it's become a passing league. The The only teams that are consistently running the ball, right, are Shanahan. He's... Quite successful running the ball, but the way he does it is he sets, he uses sets the run, run to, to set, set up. everything up, everything. Right. right, the way he does it, where he'll go, he'll show you a look, and if it gets stopped, he doesn't care. He's licking his lips, going, "Oh, I'm gonna do the same play just in a different format, but this time we're gonna fake it and we're gonna go this way." He sets up one run. It's genius. He sets sets it up one way, and he has five different formations with the same play that he knows the defense will pick up on that are going a different way. He's a football chess master is what he is. Think about if he gets a good quarterback. He's doing all this with a bad quarterback. I know, which is absolutely amazing. So you, you have to be able to put up points. Look at all the teams that are in the NFL right now. Sorry. Um, Just ignore it now. Yeah, I am. Put it on vibrate, please. Yep. And um, look at all the teams in the NFL right now that are scoring big points. They're all winning. They're all winning. The defense isn't taking anyone to... The NFC or AFC championship, is it? Which defense is taking that team right now? None. I mean, we thought the Chiefs defense was horrible at the beginning of the year. We thought the Bengals. We beat the Bengals. Yes, we did. I mean, look at every defense in the league. Uh, Look at this. This is hilarious. 
Uh, the Rams, everyone goes, I don't know if they have the defense this year. They're in the NFC Championship. Yeah. yeah. Um, San Francisco, ah, they're just too hurt. They're just too hurt. Um, the Chiefs, we've already said, they same thing as the Rams. Man, they're not as good as everyone thought. Right, right, right. Look, who, look who's left. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't. When you get into the playoffs, everything resets. It's a brand new season. Nothing matters. What does matter is momentum and heart and passion. And the 49ers are playing oh with that. Oh, my gosh. They, the 49ers. I, well, I said it. I believe I said it on this podcast that the, I thought the 49ers were the most dangerous team in the NFL right now. And that's dangerous with Jimmy at the helm. So, And I still believe it. I still believe they're the most dangerous team. I still believe they can beat the Rams. And they have beat the Rams pretty consistently. But getting back to where we were at, Tyler, we are looking at a potential bomb. And the potential bomb is that next season, this thing's going to go off. We're going to have, we could have a winning record, but we're not going to do anything past that winning record. Maybe get to the playoffs. But I don't think we're going to see much of anything happen if we can't get Justin Fields groomed the way he needs to be groomed, if we can't get an offensive line. And God knows what the offensive um, scheme is going to look like because no one knows at this point in time. Yeah, and I I agree. I... (sighs) I know we're we're sounding like doom and dread, but we're not the only ones that feel like this. This is why we created this podcast again. Uh, phone lines have been open. Um, unfortunately, no calls. That's fine. We get it. A lot of people listen. We have we we're working our way up with listeners. We understand if you don't want to call. If you want to vent, though, you can remain anonymous. Absolutely. You don't have to say your name or anything like that. Give us a fake name. Yeah, you can call yourself Mister Anonymous if you want. You can call your Mrs. Mrs. Anonymous or Miss. Or you can call yourself a number. Yeah. You could say this is one, this is two, this is number three. We could be like travelers. I'm traveler three, four, two, one. It doesn't matter. So go for it. The (sighs) Ah, yeah. I know. We love our bears. You can tell we love our bears, and we just want to see some good offensive people put into this organization that could take us to the next level, and that's the bottom line. But it's not going to happen with that. that you can't go defensive-minded head coach anymore. Yeah. Name me one team who has a defensive coordinator that succeeded this year. That's a head coach, a former def- – I'm serious. Can you think of one? I can't. I can't. Uh, Rich Basicchia – has been linked with us as special teams coach. That would actually be amazing. Yeah, that's the that was the Raiders head coach this yeah, year, right? In, interim head I coach. I really I really think think that would be a really players good. absolutely love him. I think that would be awesome. Rod Marinelli has been I don't want him. rumored as the person God, who might be the defensive the coordinator, get, no, by the way. No, get out of here. Get out. You left us for Dallas and you mind you went, you 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 bitch and moped. You went to Dallas and you sucked. The game has passed you by. I don't want you. Goodbye, Rod. Stay gone. Shoo shoo. The only guy I want Vic. is a guy who adapts, Vic, but he's not coming. Don't there, think so? No way. No chance in hell. You can't Look look how fast Denver got rid of him though. Why don't? But we won't pull triggers that quick because maybe polls will. See, we don't know that, Tyler. That's what. That's why. You know, we might we might be surprised. He may may be a uh, literally a a person who surprises us. Um, and I hope he does. Hope he's decisive. Hope hope if things are going the wrong way, he turns the ship helps turn the ship back around. But right now. I don't like where this ship is heading. No, I I, I don't either. Um, look, this is going to be our last episode for uh, until we'll, I know uh, I say this every year. We will see you in April. We will do a draft recap. We have a new GM. It's important. Uh, we will do that. This is going to be our last podcast of the year, unless 
you would like to talk to us or get in touch with us, we will always make time. Uh, make sure you DM me on Instagram. Uh, leave a voicemail. I always check the voicemails saying you want to talk to set up a time and a date. And we can do that and we can arrange that and we can get that going. Um, so that'd be awesome. If you want to do that, we're, we'll continue to be here. Uh, but as far as just hearing us to ramble, um, we felt the need to give another one, obviously, because one, the internet connection was shit on the last episode. It only went 30 minutes. It's easier to do this in person. And then two, you know, with the big hires, if, 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 if news breaks on the bears, we'll be here and we'll give a podcast. But if we don't hear from anyone or anything, then, uh, we'll see you in April guys. Yeah. It's been a hell of a season. And, uh, uh, who knows? Who knows about next year? Maybe I'll calm down by the time September rolls around. I doubt it. I know you pretty well. <laughs> Fair enough. Remember, <laughs> it's always a good time when you bear down. <laughs>